Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Thanks for listening to the For the Campus podcast, where each week we sit down and have discussions about Christian faithfulness in the college campus. To learn more about City Church Tallahassee and our ministries, head to citychurchtallahassee.com. Hey guys, this is Hunter Levine, the college pastor here at City Church, and thank you for listening to the For the Campus podcast. With so much going on in our world today, we decided to take a little bit of a detour from what we planned on discussing this summer to discuss a little bit about how Christians can think about current events and issues in our world today. Last week, we discussed how Christians should think and engage in civil discourse. And if you haven't checked out that podcast, we'd love for you to do that. But this week, I want to take a moment to discuss how Christians should think about anecdotes or stories. I've been hearing a lot more about this lately, and I think that it'd be helpful for us just to think through this together on how we should handle them and how should we handle them in a way that honors God. So I put together a list of thoughts that I want us to work through together. And if you would like to submit some feedback, feel free to email me at hunter at citychurchtallahassee.com. Before we dive in, I want us to remember James 1, verses 19 through 21. I believe this is just a really important verse for us to be considering in times like this, where there is a lot of tension, there's a lot of competing voices that can oftentimes lead us to confusion or even frustration before we even really hear people out. And so this is what James says in James 19. He says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. No matter who you are, where you stand politically or socially, this verse should be a key verse for all believers who desire to honor God and love one another, that our lives should be marked with being people who are quick to hear who are slow to anger and don't have an anger that's of man that produces uh, filthiness and rampant wickedness, but rather are people who really want to have discernment and understanding and honor God through how they handle these things. And so we want to be quick to hear, which means being willing to listen. And being willing to listen is not an optional posture for Christians. We are called to honor God by living a distinct life. This is a really important way for us to do that, especially in the times that we have today. So here are a few things for us to think about. The first is that anecdotes matter. Before we concern ourselves with the legitimacy or the intent of someone's story, as believers, we should all be able to agree that stories do matter because people matter. I think many of us are are quick to share ideas and discuss and debate online to a virtual audience. And I believe many people have actually prioritized this above having in-person, personal conversations with others. But what we see throughout the scriptures and in the life and ministry of Christ is that it's not just large public platforms that matter, but also smaller settings with others that matter. And we see that individuals matter, their stories and their experience matter, and that God's people is made up of those individuals who are saved and united in Christ. If God loves individuals, we should also love individuals. And part of how we do that 
is through hearing their stories and saying that their lives matter and caring about the things that they've gone through. Not just stats and philosophies and ideologies that we do believe oftentimes will help people, but also through listening to people to better understand them because we believe that they truly matter. The second thing is that Christians should not give up on hearing people's stories. In the scriptures, we're called to bear one another's burdens. That requires us knowing what those burdens are. We're also called to love and serve one another, and we're even called to bear with one another. The implication, as we see this throughout the scriptures, where Paul's encouraging these churches to bear with one another, the implication is that ultimately it can be challenging. If you're told to bear with somebody while something happens, it's usually going to be something that's going to be challenging for you to endure. It's the essence of that word. But ultimately what we see is that it's worth it. And through that, through how we love and serve and even bear with one another, we point people to a God who has loved and not given up on us. So Christians should not give up on hearing people's stories, even if they grow fatigued. It's worth us pushing through. The third thing is that anecdotes do not make you a moral authority on a subject. So when we think about sharing stories, we need to think about the humility, the posture of humility that we should have as believers in Christ, not just as those who listen to those stories, but also those who share our stories. As Christians, we believe that God's word has the ultimate authority on our lives. And as lovers of the truth, we should be very discerning and ask a lot of questions. And we don't want to base things solely on stories. I think there's a big danger there. We want to listen to stories. We want to try to study and discern what is most honoring to God. And so one of the things that we have to uh, really realize here is that our ultimate submission is to God's word as the ultimate authority, not just uh, people and philosophies and stories. So that's something for us to consider as well. The fourth thing is that anecdotes are not in opposition with facts. Good anecdotes bring facts to life. They remind us that when we hear these big statistics, that these are real people. And I think this is something that's happened a lot in our world today where we're just seeing videos and news articles and stats so much that we can become callous to, to, to forget that those stats are made up of people, real people, people who matter to God, people who experience real pain. So good anecdotes actually bring those stats to life. Also, good facts should drive us to care about anecdotes. The two aren't opposed to each other. And this is an area I feel like many Christians have just blindly embraced. The idea that you have to either be about anecdotes and care about people and their stories, or you have to care about facts and stats. And the truth is, as a Christian, I don't believe that we have to choose one, but that we can both see both as helpful and see both of them working together. The fifth thing is that anecdotes should lead us to a love of others. Luke 10, we hear the story, the famous story of the Good Samaritan, and we hear about the compassion that the Good Samaritan has on the fellow traveler. And ultimately, we know that this is pointing us to Christ, who saw us in our sin and in our hurt and shared and had compassion for us. And one of the ways that we can mirror Christ is through loving others and having compassion for them. I've always found it interesting how we can get so invested in people's stories in movies and television shows. We feel a real emotional connection, a care for those characters in these fictional works. And yet some, sometimes, for some reason, it seems like we actually have a hard time extending that same connection and care to real people who are in our lives. And as brothers and sisters in Christ, 
We need to pray that God would change our heart and allow it to be more receptive of the hurts that other people have experienced around us. The sixth thing is that anecdotes should lead to our maturity. We shouldn't just plug our ears and put our heads in the sand. Ignorance is not bliss. We should strive for understanding and maturity, and this requires us to hear from one another. And as we hear from one another, it allows us to actually better understand how we can minister in the world and how we can honor God in the world through understanding people's needs and understanding their stories. And this is going to really lead to a lot of Christian maturity. So it's not something that we can opt out and just close our eyes to. As Christians, we should be people who, one, want to meet people in their brokenness, bring them the hope of Christ, and also lead them to the hope of Christ. And so we need to be aware. And ultimately, through hearing people's stories, it will lead to our maturity. And seventh, anecdotes should lead to our gratitude. When we hear about the struggles of others, it should lead to compassion and also gratitude. I think one of the things that we're seeing today is that there are a lot of people who have experienced pain and fear and hurt in our own backyards. And we could sit around and argue about all the different nuances of those stories and of those experiences, but ultimately we should feel grateful that we have a relationship with Christ. And if we haven't had some of those experiences, we should be grateful that we haven't, that we have been blessed so much. So Anecdotes should ultimately lead us also to gratitude. I wanted to close on this, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. But the love of God will not pass away. A lot of times that verse is used in weddings, but ultimately we see those things made true in Christ and how we are to love one another in response to him. And so as we think about 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8, we need to think about being a people who are patient and kind, not arrogant and rude, not always insisting on our own way, not being irritable or resentful, but people who do not rejoice at wrongdoing, people who do rejoice in the truth, in love that bears all things, people who are able to bear with one another through challenging times. My prayer for us is that this would be true of us I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening to the For the Campus podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to the For the Campus podcast. If this podcast was helpful for you, please take time to share it with others. Also, feel free to reach out to us online. Have a great day.